This is the Mac and Miles Show, only on 88.1 The Berg. Welcome back into the Mac and Miles Show. It's our third installment of the show right now. We are in early January. Mac, how's the start of your quarter going? The start of my quarter, it's going really well. I'm pretty excited for my classes that I'm taking. They're going well so far. Nothing to complain about yet. Don't, yeah. don't have a lot of homework, so still that's always a on, bonus. Right? But it's still early still on. Still early, still early. How are your classes going, Miles? You know, Mac, I actually don't have any classes. You don't have any yeah, classes? Yeah, I'm just interning right now, man. Oh, it's that's glorious. Lit. It is glorious. You're just living I must life. say, I must say, yeah. It's been great, you know? I'm mm-hmm. interning with uh, athletics on campus here, writing some game recaps, going to start up some uh, feature-length content here soon. Uh, but, you know, it's been a long time coming. This is my last quarter here. I'm just interning. It's been it's been pretty chill so far. I like it. It sounds like a great time. You're almost there in the final stretch of your career. In the home stretch. Career. In the home stretch, exactly. And almost to bigger and better things. Hopefully, man. That's the goal. Anyway, like we said before, third installment of the show, whether it is your first time listening or it's your third time or your second time, however many times you've listened to us, thank you for joining us today. Today on the show, we're going to talk a little brawn. We're going to talk a little L.A. Clippers, that other L.A. team in that city, the City of Angels. We're also talking some picks of the litter. One of what my else, favorite Matt? installments, reoccurring segments that we and have. And to start off, though, we're going to do a little uh, most surprising team. We're about at about the halfway point here of the NBA season, 41 games in or so. You know what I think is kind of interesting is that the uh, All-Star game, It should you'd think it would be halfway through, right? They yeah. always say the All-Star break, the halfway point break. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, it seems like the, these teams are playing like 60 games almost before February. But really, like after the All Star break or All Star game, whatever you want to call it, you really only have like 25 regular season games left in the season. So not a lot of time to make up any ground after that. There break. really isn't. If you if you find yourself out of the playoffs by you know come All Star break, you, you you very well could be on the outside looking in by the end of the season. And if you come out flat after the break and you lose like three out of the first five games, you're really hurting. We've seen a couple teams do that as well. All right. Into the first segment, we're going to talk about our most surprising... What's the most surprising thing, Mac, you have seen at the halfway point of the season? You know, the most surprising thing I've seen this season is the Boston Celtics. I expected that coming into the season, I expected them to be by far the runaway team in the East, the most dominant team in the East. I mean, they have three All-Stars on their roster, and Al Horford, Gordon Hayward wasn't one last year, but when he signed there, right, he, he was, was an injured, All-Star. Yeah. And you got pretty, Kyrie Irving. gnarly injury. Very gnarly injury. Then you got Kyrie Irving, who is... Obviously, one of the best point guards sure, yeah. in the entire NBA. Another guy, another guy that's got you know he's got the injury bug as of late. He does. Well, Kyrie's always had the injury bug. I that's feel like true. his whole even back at Duke high school, he was getting injured all the time. If you go want to look back that far, but then you have one of the future prodigies of the NBA and Jason Tatum. I mean, oh absolutely, the dude, the guy can hoop. The dude is a savage out on the court. He's phenomenal. He's so exciting. It just so much potential there, and I'm excited to see what he can do with it in a couple of years. You know what's crazy to me about the Celtics? It seems like they play better without Kyrie. Literally, almost The ball just moves. I've said this a million times in previous He's podcasts. He's a ball stopper, yeah. The ball just moves so much more freely without Kyrie out on the court. But here, to get into things, Boston is currently fifth in the Eastern Conference right now. Mm-hmm. They are 25-17. and 17. To put that into perspective of how like average that is for a team with Honestly, probably some of the most talent, one of the most talented rosters in the entire NBA. 
The Spurs are 25 and 19, and they're sitting in seventh in the West. And then we got Portland, your team. Their record is 26 and 18, and that's basically the same record as Boston. Could Portland? I don't think could even hold their own in a seven-game series with Boston against Boston. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't think they That'd could be a good do series. It. That'd be a good series. And then we got Kyrie as of late. He's don't, he's been don't kind of a, my Blazers, man. <laughs> Kyrie's been kind of a bahumbug since Christmas. Oh, definitely. You know? so he's yeah. been a cotton-headed nitty bug uh, for sure. Yeah, you could say I that mean, again. continue. He's always calling out his teammates. It feels like once a week he's calling out his teammates. The game against Orlando this past weekend was yelling at Gordon Hayward and Brad Stevens, his head coach, on the sidelines after the final play. He's getting more and more aggravated with the team, continuously calling out the young guy, saying, they don't know, they've never been to a championship. They don't know what it takes. If they think it's hard right now in January, like, da, da, da. I'm like, how about this, Kyrie? You're like 26, 27 years old. You've been to the finals because of LeBron. LeBron took you That's there. That's true. LeBron carried them. That but you got to show some leadership, man. I mean, you got to – what I'm seeing from him is not championship leadership on no, this part. No, no, not definitely he's, not. And what's crazy too is he's uh, one of the veteran guys on the team, and like you said, he's only like 26. Yeah, he's one of the veteran guys. He's been there before. He's not acting like it. The Boston Celtics season keeps spiraling downward. They just lost to the Orlando Magic Oof. in Orlando. Hey, Mo Bamba, okay. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think Mo Bamba's much of an impact player yet. Not yet, not season. yet. You're right, you're right. However... Just lost to the Magic this past weekend. You saw Kyrie's little on-court meltdown after they missed a shot. He didn't like the the final play drop or whatever that Brad Stevens came up with. Started yelling at Gordon Hayward on the sidelines. The Celtics are currently sitting fifth in the East at 25-17. and 17. They're the most surprising. I thought for sure they'd be at least— One or two at least, At yeah. least in the first or second seed. I mean— If not like the top—at least have a top-five record in all the NBA. You could argue in the East it. as well one of the more surprising teams is Toronto— I mean, I the, way I, I the thought, way I see it, the, the Toronto-San Antonio trade there for Kawhi and Danny Green and, and, you know, obviously DeRozan, that was almost kind of a I – don't, I don't really think any team really won that trade. It was a good trade both ways. Kawhi got out like he wanted. Uh, the Spurs got an all-star back in DeRozan. But I guess this isn't even my pick really, but, but Toronto being as good as they are is kind of a surprise to me as well. I don't really see that, honestly, because I knew the swap for DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard is, was such a good move for Toronto. I mean – Kawhi, you could argue he's a top five player in the NBA. I don't see him as a top five. I see him as like a top seven, you know. But I, I think he's in the six or seven, yeah. Yeah, six or seven. And DeMar DeRozan, I don't think he's anywhere in that category. No, he's like and top so it, 30 or so. It was so. a major upgrade, major, major upgrade for Toronto. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, his resume speaks for itself. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Finals, Finals MVP. MVP. Yeah. I mean, the dude... It was definitely an upgrade. I, I definitely saw Toronto as maybe a two or a three seed in the East, but definitely not where they are right now. No, the claw gets it done. And that, really that's does. just the deal, okay? That's the deal with the deal. I mean, they finally have someone, I feel like, where you can just give it to them and go out and get a bucket, like, efficiently, where DeMar DeRozan, it's like a fadeaway, hold your breath, pray to God. In his own shot. right, DeRozan has gotten better, though. He definitely, he's definitely, I think Popovich has really helped him this season. Absolutely. I mean, he's taking a lot more smarter shots. You just see his game, like his, he's a lot more calm. It's not as erratic as Drew's. Like a lot of his moves used to be like kind of erratic, like really, like he kind of, I don't know, sped himself up. He wouldn't take, he wouldn't have the best shot selection either. He he would really speed himself up and force like a bad shot, as you just said. Right. Instead of now he's really trying to like, you can really see he's playing more within himself, finding his shots, knowing where his spots on the floor are. And you're seeing like his efficiency going going up from where it was in Toronto. This He's season. playing at his own pace too. 
And yeah. I think that kind of that kind of comes He's from playing within himself. Mm-hmm, and that kind of comes from maybe Kobe helping him out, or him studying Kobe film, or whatever that was, whatever he did with Kobe over the summer. I forget. But I mean, he is you from can, LA. You can kind of see. So. You can kind of see he's playing within himself. He's playing at his own pace. He's playing a lot like Paul George, one of your guys right now. Hey, Paul George. He Paul really George is, is playing so well. I think Demar Derozan is just playing so much within himself. It's really exciting to watch. Unfortunately, the Spurs just had to beat my my Thunder the other night. Yeah, with that was a great game. Aldridge dropping fifty six and double Aldridge. Overtime. Don't forget about LA. Okay, don't forget about the L train. For, former Blazer man. Former himself. Blazer. I'm not even mad about him leaving. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. It's all good. He was on the greener pastures. All right. My pick. My my pick for the most surprising team so far this season. It's the one seed out west. In the Mile High City, it's the Denver Nuggets. And what's so surprising to me is they returned largely the same team as, as last season. Last season, they ended up 46-36, and 36, 10 games over 500. In the East, that gets you the, the four seed. And they were the ninth seed. They finished in the ninth <laughs> and they finished seed. The, and they finished ninth in the West, just outside the playoffs. I think they're only a game or two behind. Who, who was the eighth seed last year? The eighth seed? Was it? They played the Rockets. It, was it, was it Utah? No, Utah no, was Utah the second was, round. Dang, who was it? Was it Regardless. Minnesota? I don't know. Oh, it was Minnesota. Yeah, they, okay. they barely barely got nudged out by Minnesota for the A seed last year. And uh, just what's so surprising to me is, like I said, it's the same team, basically. You know, plus or minus a few guys, a couple role players, bench guys. But really to what it comes down to is, one, you got you got, you got a former all-star, Paul, Paul Millsap, is actually healthy again. And he brings so much veteran leadership to the team Absolutely. As well. And such a good pairing with Jokic, the guy who wants to play on the elbow, throw backdoor passes, throw, you know, whatever it is, gather a double team and then kick it out for a three, whatever they want to do. Such a good pairing with Jokic, and I'll get to Jokic in a minute, but Paul Millsap has already played 38 games this year. Last year, he played a total of 37. Getting healthy is very important. So, and they're only halfway through and he's already played 38, and he only played 37 total last year. That just kind of tells you what health does for Paul Millsap in this Nuggets team. And then, like I said, I was going to mention Jokic. Jokic last year, 9-11-6. That's pretty good in its own right. It's all right. Yeah, it's a good season. That's borderline fringe all-star. This year, he's ticked that up to 20-10-8. So one less rebound, but I think he's pointing a little further from the rim, if I'm being honest. But he's scoring another point, and he's averaging two more assists. I mean, as a big man, if you're averaging over five assists – in a that's season, incredible. Is like it's like look when you're a big man averaging five assists a game, it's like a point guard averaging ten assists a game. And the fact that he's averaging as much as some point guards are in the entire NBA, and more than some point guards in the NBA. Oh yeah, is just it's flabbergasting. You think it's you insane. think that has more to do with uh, NBA point guards now being like the scorers now? Uh, you know, I don't really see as N- NBA point guards really being the scorers on most teams, on most dominant teams. I like to have the three. The forwards and shooting guards be the dominant scorers. But I mean, you look at like the top point guards in the league, though. You got you got like Steph, you got Westbrook. Steph's not got, even leading his team in scoring. No, though. he's not. But like some of the top point yeah. guards in the league, you know what I mean? You got Steph, you got like Westbrook, you got like Dame, you got uh, John Wall a couple years ago. All these guys can put the ball in the hoop, and that's really what differentiates them from just the floor general kind of point guards and that second tier of point guards. I feel like, because what's it called? Most point guards are just out there to hit the wide open three and get mm-hmm. assists, um, just get a boatload of assists and hit the three. Where nowadays, I guess you do, you definitely do see a lot more scoring point guards. You see it in Kyrie, 
it's, it's really Lillard. just point guards that do it all. You know what I mean? Yeah, do it all they point assist, guards. They grab a couple rebounds here and there. If you're uh, Russ Westbrook, you grab like 11 a game or something like that. Yeah, he's averaging a triple-double on the season once again through the halfway point. This, his third straight year doing that or third something like that? Third straight year. The guy's incredible. And he, and Paul George there too. Like That team that team is good. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But uh, that that wraps up my, you know, the most surprising team this year is the Denver Nuggets. Just going from ninth last year to to first this year. And by the way, they're 29 and 13. They just beat my Blazers last night by three in a 116-113 game. It was a great game. Those are the games you need to win. Neck and neck throughout. I, I am looking at the glass half full. I'm just glad my Blazers went into Denver mile high. You know, it's tough, altitude. And uh, played them as tough as they did. You know, it's very, it's always impressive when a, t- a team like Portland, who I wouldn't say is like a f- first tier team, I see them as more as like a second yeah. tier team, and they really can give them runs for their money. Right. Especially when you have days where people besides McCollum and Lillard's come up to the plate and oh, really step it, step it up. And I think I didn't watch the game last time. I'd be real, but I'm assuming if they had to push a team like Denver, to it was a great game. And I, if I'm being honest, I didn't expect them to win, but. I was hoping for a good game, and I got it. So I can't so really can ask for at the end there. of the day. It's just a good, exciting, nail-biting game. Well, it's going to be even more challenging. Second night of a back-to-back, they're going into Sacramento tonight. Wow, so they're going from Denver. Mm-hmm. So from Portland to Denver to, Denver, to Sacramento. To Sacramento. Back-to-back. So that's going to be a rough one. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. And uh, to me, that's a bigger challenge because, one, you're playing on the second night of back-to-back. You just got off a whatever-hour flight. And then also, Sacramento's no slouch right now. No slash all. De'Aaron Fox has been killing it. Buddy Heald, the unsung, he's he's a potential unsung hero candidate who we'll get into later today. Actually, my unsung hero, and we're actually going to do that next next segment. He's actually on the Kings. You'll find out. We'll see. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, but Buddy Heald, unsung hero candidate, averaging 20 points a game, shooting 44% from three on the season. That's good. He, he's a shooter. Shooter's going to shoot. And you know, just the hate he received for being a – trade piece in the DeMarcus Cousins trade he has really stepped it up and he's been he very was drafted by New Orleans huh he was he played yeah. on New Orleans for like what a season I bet and New, a half. New Orleans would love to have him back huh oh they need him back for some floor spacing New Orleans has no three-point shooters as of right no, now I mean no. I think their best three-point shooter is what's his name Miritich. Ni- yeah Nikolai Miritich yeah. that's their best three-point shooter and yet he's not like a crazy good three-point shooter in general well Mac to be fair Boston's just as surprising I just wanted to go with Denver out of the West because we can't all be the same, no. man. <laughs> Difference is what makes everything so much exactly, beautiful, exactly. so much more beautiful in this world. <laughs> all right, like I just mentioned a minute or so ago, we're doing unsung heroes up next. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. It's Mac and Miles. We're here on our third installment. Right now, we're going to go over some unsung heroes, and these are players, Mac. I don't know if you can describe it better, but these are players, Mac, that don't get a lot of praise from the media or maybe from around the league. These are guys that we recognize as these guys are balling. These guys are hooping. So to pretty much wrap this up or sum this up for you guys, the media, ESPN, Fox Sports Network, they only want to talk about LeBron, Golden State, and that's about it. If you're not LeBron or Golden State, you're not getting talked about by the media. Pretty much. Or if you're not one of the top-tier stars in the game like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, like once-in-a-generational type talents, right? So these are the guys that are putting up all-star numbers, that deserve all-star nods, that deserve to be looked at as star players in the NBA. And we're just out here showing them some love, giving them some notice, giving giving them some recognition for 
for their work this season thus far. Who you got, Mac? Who's your unsung hero? My unsung hero. hero, My second unsung hero. My first one was Zach Levine, former Uh Washington product. My unsung hero in this segment is Julius Randle, the former Laker who was traded. I know he wasn't traded. He's just resigned. He didn't get resigned. He was a restricted free agent. Right, he was a free agent, yeah. Julius Randle, 24 years old, averaging 20 points per game, nine rebounds per game, and three assists per game. He's also, this is a really cool fact I like, averages 13 shots a game, averaging 20 points. And 20 shoot- points on 13 shots? Yep. That's good efficiency. Per- that's efficiency. And on top of his good efficiency, shooting 54% from the field. What about from three? Does he from shoot three, he's shooting a measly 32%. Oh, that's not that bad. It's better than Draymond. He's a Zach Randolph type of player. Yeah. He has that similar build. He can hit the mid-range game. He can- Zach Randolph like in, a, in his prime, yeah. Yeah. He basically put up Zach Randolph numbers, 20 and 10, 20 yeah, and 9. Yeah, he's a 20 and 10 guy, yeah. And, you know, he can dribble the ball a little bit. He can handle the ball. He's really quick off the dribble. He can that, get to the That's rim. the biggest difference to me between him and Zach, Zach Randolph yeah, is uh, his ability to put his the ball on the floor and yeah. his athleticism, yeah. I mean, Julius Randle was looked at. He wasn't looked at as like – he was looked at as a future role player almost in L.A. last season when L.A. was having an ab- another abysmal season. <laughs> he was supposed to be a guy that was supposed to step up and really be like – Kind of like, I don't know, just like a really star player averaging like 20. They projected him to average like 23 and 12. That's where they want. Those are pretty high expectations. He's almost there. He's only 24 years old, averaging 29. So he's really coming into his own. Really coming into his own in New Orleans. He's playing this. He's kind of playing like a point forward type of role, too. When Drew Holiday comes out, he'll bring the ball up. It's kind of interesting to see, but. Yeah, that's my unsung hero, Julius Randle, out and of New Orleans. He's been Pelicans. balling. And I tell you what, when the, when they matched up with Portland earlier in the season, he came off the bench, and I think he scored like 20. 20 that's what he does. He's just the he's guy, a workhorse. The guy, absolutely. Like you watch him. Sixth like, man candidate almost. Like you know? when you watched him last year when he was getting called out and trade rumors, this and that, it almost like it clicked for him the second half. You saw the second half how he was constantly like just he was out there playing with a lot more energy, playing a lot more aggressively. Really, just coming into his own play, like almost how he did it at Kentucky four years ago, when he was just a freak of nature for Coach Calipari. And I'm excited to see him keep growing. Hopefully, he can get those numbers up some more and really become an all-star type player. I mean, even though he has all-star type numbers, but out of the West, those aren't all-star type n- it's numbers. Tough. Yeah, especially playing on a team like New Orleans, where Anthony Davis is just a generational talent. It's hard to get recognition because all you hear is Anthony Davis needs help. Anthony Davis needs help. He has a player on his team averaging 20 points per game and nine rebounds per game, right playing right beside him. And on top of that, Drew Holiday, the point guard, is averaging like 16 and eight. And don't forget about Miritich either. And Miritich comes, I don't know if he starts or if he comes now, off the bench. Beyond like those guys, though, him. I don't know who else they got, really. But Yeah, I couldn't tell Etuan you. Etuan Moore, I think. <laughs> his days are behind him. I don't even, <laughs> his days are behind him. He was all right in, in Chicago a couple years ago when they had Jimmy Butler and they were making those playoff runs with you know what? and all that. You know the thing about. Uh, him though is he might get more of a spotlight depending on depending on what happens with Anthony Davis. Well, Anthony Davis, like all these trade rumors about him, he's not even up for free agency. Not in, oh for no, two he's still years. got two more years on his deal. Two yeah. years, and people are talking about like they need to trade him. They need to trade him. Why not just play this season out with AD? I think that's what you got to do. And then they would be silly and play into the next trade deadline. And if he doesn't want, if he says he doesn't want to come back, then trade him. People. Well, then like, he'd be on those last year. Oh, he'd be, he'd have two no, more, wouldn't he? He has this season. Right. And then he has next season free Okay, agent. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, has, they, they would be silly to trade him this year. Yeah, people, people are just so quick to want to get LeBron help. And that's why <laughs> Anthony Davis's name is, 
it's kind of sad to see that Anthony Davis, the numbers he puts up, and that his name is just being brought up because of LeBron to right. go play with LeBron. It's kind well, of well, the same thing happened with with Dame Lillard up in Portland. LeBron says, "I would love to play with Dame Lillard." That is true. <laughs> you know? And then all of a sudden, it's 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 oh, Dame's going to L.A. We're gonna put together trade packages for for Dame. Who's L.A. gonna send to Portland to get Dame? Yeah, you got to be careful of playing with LeBron. Honestly, I I feel like it really derails your value amongst. Look at Kevin Love. They gave up a first round draft pick in Andrew Wiggins, and some other pieces to land Kevin Love to the Cavs to team up with LeBron. And look at what LeBron did to him. I mean, they you know, were publicly it, it, they never publicly like really got along. It was always out there that they never really got along like that. They're never like homies. They're just more teammates. And look at Kevin Love now, injured, you, injured. On like a people, ten win Cavs team. On a ten wins Cavs team, and people wouldn't even. Get, I don't even think you could get a lottery pick for Kevin Love. Maybe like a late lottery pick, but yeah, it just derails your value. Yeah, you might be able to get something in the late twenties or something. And you know what? I just find it funny that Julius Randle, former Laker, LeBron's on the Lakers, and we end up talking about LeBron. We're supposed to be talking about Julius Randle after How does we that just work out? after we just said at the beginning of the segment <laughs> that the media only likes to talk about LeBron and Golden State, and here we are trying to talk about. The players that don't get the recognition they deserve, and we're out here talking about LeBron. So, no, how does like, that work out, Mac? Who knows? Crazy how the how world goes How do we go around. down that rabbit trail? Who, you know, I wish I could retrace the steps. We'll have to have our viewers retrace the steps uh, for us. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, my unsung hero, 24-year-old power forward, former Laker, now a Pelican, Julius Randle, 20 points per game, nine rebounds a game, three or three assists per game, and also the Pelicans are fighting for a playoff spot at 20 and 23 on the year. Be on the lookout for Julius Randle to really step up his game, just like he did at the All-Star break, after the All-Star break last season. Look for him to do that again this season. Unsung hero, Julius Randle. Who is yours, Miles? Who is your First of all, hero? that's a good pick. I like that one. Thank you. Like I mentioned before in the last segment, my guy's on Sacramento. Okay. He's a Euro, Euro guy, European guy. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Ooh, big Bob Don. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Seven, what is he? No, no, he's the guard. He's the guard. Oh, he's You're the thinking guard. a different guy. Oh, You're yeah. thinking a guy in, in Detroit. Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sacramento. He's a backup uh, shooting guard. Okay. He's averaging 15 a game, four assists, four rebounds. It's light work. It's, you know, it's, it's not all-star numbers, especially in the West, like you said. But keep in mind, he's doing this in 28 minutes a game in a reserve role. That's six-man-of-the-year award, which is basically the bench MVP. And did you, just a couple weeks ago, he had that buzzer beater, a deep three against the Lakers. I don't, did you see that one? I did see that one. <laughs> that was pretty. That it was, was a pretty very shot. Nice. And, my uh, best Borat impersonation. <laughs> that's your best. I like it. Anyway, back to what I was, back to what I'm saying though. F- yeah, 15 a game off the bench on only 28 minutes. You are shooting 37 percent from three. Shooting better than Clay Thompson. Shooter, shooter's gonna shoot, like I said. Clay Thompson. And uh, in a win over Charlotte. Now, don't get me wrong. Like Charlotte's not good. Okay. Like no. In a win over Charlotte, though, he had 22 points and six rebounds. It's not about, especially at a, what I would assume if he's a shooting guard, he's probably like what six foot four, six foot five. He's a little taller. I think he's like six six. Oh, okay, six yeah. foot six. So he's mm-hmm. he's got good height for him. Good height. He's a good shooter. I'm sure he's yeah. Long, he's long, lanky a little bit. Yeah. Has, he can shoot over you. But I he, like that pick. He's got that shooting ability, and you know, like I said, Charlotte's not that great, but still, 22 points off the bench. I don't care who you're playing. If you're scoring 22 off the bench, that's a great night. That is a phenomenal night, and that's what the Kings will need because they. I was talking about them. They. Have, and my um, hot takes and hot cakes is that they're making the playoffs. Yeah. And they're, what, one game over 500 right now? 
they have the second best three point shooting team in the entire NBA. They get up and down. They play that. They play that they space. Phenomenal that shooters. That They're only a couple yeah. pieces away from really being a contender. They're just young, man. They gotta get. Super they just gotta young. get some experience. That's really it. I think their oldest player on the Here's team the is thing. Zach Randolph. Here's the thing. I don't. Is he even still? Yeah, on the he, team? Com- he comes off the bench. From okay, okay. He might be injured right now, though, because I haven't seen him play in a minute, but. Here's the thing: is with them, is they might already have the pieces. They're just a couple years away. Literally, like Vlade Divac said last year that they're gonna, that they're really like the next Golden State Warriors, and everyone was laughing at it. But now it's I mean, starting they're, to come. They're looking good. They man. have their point guard that of the trade future. For Buddy too. They have their point guard of the future. Their shooting guard of the future. Willie Cauley Stein. I don't know if he's gonna be the big man of the future, like, unless they want to be a. He's kind of that scrappy guy that gets all the boards. Yeah, if he wants to be that three-point shooting team, he can be like that. Like poor man's DeAndre Jordan type, yeah, player, yeah kind of thing, yeah, like similar and, to like an Ed Davis kind of role, yeah, where he just gets rebounds and mm-hmm. outlets and just, screens, yeah, just be that glass. He can be that garbage there. man, yeah. And then they then they just shoot th- launch threes for the Kings, one positions one through the four, just launch threes and let Willie Cauley Stein clean up. Exactly, that can work for them. It's a good game plan that they have going on for him, honestly. And then you got Bogdanovich coming off the bench. He might end up being uh, you know a starter here in a couple of years, depending on you know how things go with their uh, current shooting guard, but. Yeah, I don't know, know what the Kings are going to do with Marvin Bagley. He has been a bust, <laughs> so to say far, the yeah. least. What was he, like the three pick the or the four pick? The second pick in the oh, draft. Yikes, yikes. Yeah, he was an animal at Duke. But the one thing that people get so caught up in is athleticism. Like, oh, my God, he can dunk a basketball. Everyone in the NBA can, <laughs> can dunk a basketball, dunk a right? Basketball? But you know what's even worse for them, too? What's they that? had Luka Doncic sitting there on the board. You know, I don't know if they should have taken Luka Doncic. They already have De'Aaron Fox. There well, Luca have. plays like the three, you know. He's he's at a two three. But you, you, you do have a point though. He has the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, and then you have Buddy Hield too. Vladi Divac really true. looks at as almost just like a future Clay Thompson. Almost. That wasn't necessarily a bad pick, the Marvin Bagley pick. No, I mean it was because they needed help in the front. He was court, he was right. a, he was a can't miss prospect coming out of college or coming into college, and then you saw what he did at Duke last season, just completely dominated. But the one thing I don't like seeing in college from top five picks is people that just rebound and dunk and just are they're more athletic than you so they just play better than you and that's really what Marvin Bagley did he never really shot the three ball and you got to keep that in mind too is he's playing against college talent yeah he's playing against college talent he's just rebound put back dunks the big thing for him though he's got to get healthy has he even really played that much I mean he's tried to get healthy he's been pretty healthy he just hasn't been efficient he hasn't been good he's just he's really like lanky he's like Brandon Ingram he's super skinny he's a twig he's a pencil out there and He's not really doing great things for the Kings right now who really expected him to be like that next big small forward type player for them that right. every team needs to have to be a contender. You know what's crazy to me, though, is Bogdanovich. And I want to compare him for a second to Luka. Not saying they're like equivalent players or anything like that because I think Luka is a future superstar. But my point here is how, how, how crazy is it that these Euro guys that are coming over they're, like, ready to play immediately. You know what I mean? I mean, they've been playing. As, good point right there, Miles. Yeah, they've been playing. like They, they have, like, those U16 in, teams exactly. over in Europe that, like, travel long distances, play super competitively. But like, then even then, even after, like, 16, 17 years old, they go and play in the pro league. Now, I'm not saying, obviously, like, the Euro League basketball is not to the same talent level as NBA, but, but they're the, still playing against the mental, grown men. The mental preparation, playing against grown men, the physicality mm-hmm. is still very similar. It's... it's more physical than I bet you D1 basketball. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that, I mean, you look at Ricky Rubio, a story about him. He was like one of the f- more like first Europeans to come over. Yeah. 
he was playing like professional like 14 years old like started yeah. off and like guys they like really, Yusuf Nurkic as well played professional over in Bosnia or wherever wherever yeah they he really playing. train you and get you NBA ready physically yeah. mentally and just your game too because you I mean you got to have an NBA game to play exactly in those high competitive European leagues and then don't forget about like the Gasol brothers too for real both of them Spain. can play and then if you want to go down to South America you got guys like Ginobili and Sergi Baca from Brazil. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So um, it's just crazy. Like the talent of these international players and how ready they are to contribute immediately. It just, it baffles me. It's crazy. I think it's going to make a shift with Division One basketball. I think if they don't start paying their players here pretty soon, that I think they're going to start looking at alternate options. Maybe Emmanuel Moutier did it. He went over and played a year in China. Now he's on, on New like, York, yeah. On like a two, three million dollar deal, got his right. money. And then went to the draft. I, I bet. I bet Melo ends up playing in China or something. Who knows? I think Melo <laughs> might just be done. Honestly, at think this so? point, I think he. We he might. might see I think he might do a Stefan Marbury and go collect a couple million a year in China. I think he might go join Lala in some like Desperate Housewives type show or oh, something. Oh, Basketball Wives or yeah, something. Yeah, basketball. <laughs> basketball Wives. That's where Carmelo Anthony's next yeah, career yeah. step is. He's gonna be on okay. Basketball Wives, being all depressed, maybe just creating some fake drama, just like drinking he, all the he's time. He's going the Kardashian the route, huh? Yeah, he's going to the reality might TV do, star route. They might do some fake drama in there where he's like. A fake alcoholic just drinking his sorrows away from being kicked out of the league, exiled from the NBA. Right, right. He's like, man, I can still score better than all these fools. <laughs> With a bottle like Henny that, or something. Some that tequila. might be something I'd tune into. I would love to see. You know, I, would, Mac, I don't know. I'm not much of a reality TV guy. I are like you, reality you? TV. You do? Okay. I mean, I'm t- we're talking like Jersey Shore, like okay. that stuff. You watching the reunion? No. No. Okay. The, I'm reunion whack. Whack, huh? Yeah, the wow. situation's not the situation anymore, is he? No, he's sober. Uh, he doesn't do any drama. He's married now. Dang. Not too much fun. Like uh, then you got real world. What else is reality? I don't, I don't know. Reality TV like Robin Big. Like from that's not back even in the on day. anymore. Yeah, but Robin Big was good. I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, reality TV is all right for the yeah. most part. I mean, some of it's but some of it's just so staged nowadays. Oh, definitely. It's just, My roommate watches role. Big Brother, and I just I can't. Oh, Big I, Brother I is whack. Biggest Loser was a good one back in the day. I haven't seen it in, in years now. Is that show even still on? I don't even know. I know what's it called? The Dude Trainer and Biggest Loser had a heart attack a couple years ago. I'm like, what? How does a man that fit training people to lose weight? He's overworking himself. I'm sure. And then. Yeah, and that goes. I remember in high school I had this sports medicine class, and I asked her. I asked her about Biggest Loser, and she says that they overwork their people on there, and that's really it's a pretty dangerous line that they walk. And you see it with whoever the Biggest Loser dude trainer was gave himself a heart attack. He's training too hard. It's going too hard. But anyway, I think that wraps up the unsung hero segment. Definitely, Miles. Yeah. Bogdan Bondjanovic, yeah, <laughs> out of Sacramento, six man. My, myself, Julius Randle, out of New Orleans. Next up, we're gonna be talking a little bit about LeBron James and the Lakers. Even Stay though we tuned. just said we don't like talking about it, but we don't like talking about them. But this one's pretty interesting. It both piqued our interest, and we'll be excited to come talk about it after the break. Welcome back into the pod. Next segment, we're talking a little bit about LeBron. I know we just said. You know, previously in the show that we don't really like talking about LeBron. But the biggest issue I think there was we were talking about a different topic. We ended up on LeBron for some reason. This segment is devoted to LeBron and his injury, this groin injury. Mac, tell me more about it. All right, so this groin injury Christmas on the Christmas game against Golden State. 
you know, he kind of had a little fall, tweaked his groin, and it's, you know, when you tweak a groin, you're, you're only supposed to miss, like, maybe two weeks, two and a half, three weeks. LeBron has now been out since Christmas, and that has been... It is January 14th. It's so. January 14th. We're going on... Two weeks. Two weeks now. We're three supposed weeks. to be coming back. Three yeah, weeks, yeah. Three weeks. And reports are starting to come out a little bit that the injury is a lot more complex than what was originally thought, and that... Chris Broussard, the lead NBA analyst for FS1, uh, said Janu- on January 2nd, so at the start of the new year pretty this much. two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago. LeBron is expected to be out another six weeks. So that's going into that second Valentine's week of February. Day, that literally puts you out a week before the All-Star break. Yeah. The Lakers are 3-7 and seven currently without LeBron. Just had a big loss What's to the, the Cavs overall? last night. There are 23 and 21, eighth Ooh. seed in the West. Losing to the Cavs is bad, man. Lost to the Cavs last night. The Lakers GM, Rob Polinka, was filmed pacing with his hands behind his back, just looking like that weird look of mad, deflated, and just like it's time to do, make something happen here because we don't have anything outside of LeBron and Kyle Kuzma. And f- you could throw in Lonzo because I think he's flashed a lot of potential. I think he has, yeah. This season. I mean, his defense, very people like to look at points and stuff, but. Defense he, he is such does a an lot underrated of things, aspect yeah. that don't show up in the Ball box score. Ball does a score. lot of those things that don't show up in the box score. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and he, I think they got to hold on to him. However, Brandon Ingram, his days as a Laker Are may as well though. be numbered. Josh Hart, because of Brandon Ingram's poor play, his days may as well be numbered as well. I think the Lakers— if I they're think tra- Josh Hart is one of those guys you got to hold on to. Uh, you know, I just think Josh Hart has just enough value where you can throw him and Brandon— Brandon Ingram in a trade package and get something like quality in return rather than just quantity. Yeah, absolutely. You get something good because those are two young, you know, upstart players. Yeah, but yeah, so pretty much. So it's looking like the Lakers are in dire need of some help. LeBron getting hurt wasn't in the picture. It's pretty much unheard of where LeBron James has missed more than like a week. Yeah, I hear that he's kind of in no rush to come back either. He yeah. kind of wants to wait it out. And well, let, I mean, you know, he knows fully heal. at 34 years old, you know, these like weird muscle injuries. The second you yeah. have like a weird one, they're kind of get contagious a little bit. Like if you come back too soon, it might affect another part of your body. Like your groin's hurt. Maybe like your back is trying too hard to support your groin. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Freak stuff, freak body stuff that I don't have enough knowledge to talk about. <laughs> could like it's it could just start a deterioration process in LeBron. So I think that's why LeBron. He definitely takes care no of himself. Rush. But yeah, Father Time is undefeated, and with injuries like this, where you know he's in, I'm not gonna say advanced age, but advanced age for NBA. You know, yes, let's just say for that. NBA. And uh, so he's getting up there a little bit in age, especially for the league. And so injuries like this, they take a little longer to heal. And I think you know he also could be gearing up for that for that playoff run if they you know make it. Not well, right now there. they're not looking like they're going to be in the playoffs. We'll there. see. We'll see what happens. But uh, he could be gearing off for that final stretch of you know twenty games or whatever after the All Star break, where they're going to be really pushing for a playoff spot. Yeah, and so win maybe games maybe to that get there at this point. Yeah, maybe that is why he's he's not in a hurry to get back. He wants it to be fully healed before he comes back, so he can you know they can push toward the playoffs there at the end. But. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said this, like, who else do they have? This is largely the same team that they had last year, you know, other than, like, Tyson Chandler. Um, Julius Randle. Julius, yeah, Julius Randle. But this team last year, a very young team without LeBron, obviously, they were, like, what, the 10th or 11th seed in the West? I think they are like, the 14th seed. They were, like, 35 and whatever. 35 and four, 47 or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there. Either way, this team was not – obviously, they are young, but they weren't very good without LeBron. They've been a lot better this year, you know. Give them credit where credit is due. 
But without LeBron again now for the last, you know, three weeks and going on probably another four weeks or so, how far do they slide back, do you think? Well, they've already – what were they? During – when LeBron got hurt, they were almost like the fourth – I want to say they were the fourth or fifth seed in the West. Now they're the eighth seed. Holding on by a thread to the eighth seed if I do throw in there. There's a lot of teams on the heel. We got Minnesota. We got we got um, Sacramento. Sacramento is a team. They're only a half game behind L.A. right now. Speaking of that, they're like 22 and 21. L.A. is 23 and 21. Who would have thought at the start of the season that uh, of those two California teams, which one is going to miss the playoffs? I think a lot of For people real. would have said Sacramento. I mean, literally, it's too I, early to say. Yeah. I mean, just if they can, if the Lakers continue this slide that they're on, they very well could be on the outside looking Let in. Let me at the just end tell you, year. twenty-three and twenty-one. Every team in the West besides Phoenix is literally has has seventeen has, a shot, yeah. has seventeen wins right now. Has seventeen or more yeah. wins outside of Phoenix, and so it's getting kind of hot down there in L.A. in this Lakers office right now. I mean, they're playing horribly. Rob Polinka, as you can see after last night's loss to the Cavs, is fed up. And I think Magic I already know Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka, both who have basketball accolades. I mean, Rob Polinka was Kobe's agent for many for his whole entire career. Magic Johnson, as we all know, one of the most one of the best basketball players of all time. Oh, a legend, yeah. Basketball legend. They're not stupid. They know that you can I don't think you can win a championship with a thirty four year old LeBron James leading you. I think you need a a secondary star, and I think LeBron is in this phase where he wants to shift from being that number one option to almost that number two, where he just he comes and still gets his. But you know, he's he might not be averaging twenty seven, eight and seven. He may be averaging twenty three, twenty two, eight and eight, somewhere in there. Like you know, he's not the yeah. league's he's not the lead the lead score anymore. I at thirty four years old, you do not want your star player having to play forty five minutes a game just to get. They've been good about his dub. minutes uh, this year. And I think coming into the season, he 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 knew he was going to have to be a little patient. Mm-hmm. He knew they weren't going to be in a championship this year in the finals or anything like that. But I think he, I don't want to speak for LeBron, but it, I think he kind of figured they'd probably be in the playoffs because really, you put LeBron in any team, they're a contender or they're at least in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. How weird would it be to see a LeBron team miss the playoffs. not in the playoffs? Like LeBron not in the playoffs? How weird after exactly. him going to whatever however, however many Seven. finals in a row. To be out of the playoffs completely would be, it's unfathomable. It really, I mean, I feel like this season LeBron is a lot more focused on like Hollywood stuff almost. I mean, you see he has shut up that show that he's executive producing Shut Up and Dribble. He has The Shop and then he has that other show that he has going on for him right now. Is that just more summer projects though? I mean, no, they're still going on right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they very well, they could have shot them in the summer is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Potentially, I know Probably. the shop gets filmed like as, on weekends, like Does it? To, yeah, and like just gets posted. Okay. So I know that's like during the season, but they just have they just have select dates. Like let's say they have one like in December, they might have the next one February on this day, and they're bringing in players to, or just people athletes to come and talk on it, and then they film it, and then they drop it like three or four days later or something like that. It's something weird like that. So the shop is kind of just like I'm not sure their production process, but I back to your yeah. point. Yeah, I think he is a little more focused on more Hollywood kind of glitz and glamour and stuff like that this year. I think he's looking beyond his career now. Now that For he's real. in LA, and I think that and the combination of I'm getting a little older in age, I need to take care of myself with this groin injury especially, and then that along with the fact that the Lakers weren't really expected to be a contender really this year. You know, I think he's maybe kind of pumping the brakes. 
hey, he's starting to realize he's starting to put I'm stuff in perspective sure and be realistic about everything before yeah. i come back you know what i mean yeah i definitely agree with you i mean it just sucks that it's more com- complex it's a more complex injury than originally diagnosed with six weeks i mean second week of february i mean the yeah, lakers are looking right at, at like Valentine's the lakers Day. are looking at like probably playing 10 more regular season games without him so that means lebron's out 20 games they've already played 10 They're without three and seven. him they're three and seven. If they go six, they go six and fourteen. Yikes. Six and fourteen. Oh man! You're really st- does their you're schedule get any more tw- favorable? I mean, when you're in the West, is your schedule ever that favorable? No, that's I mean, true. let's just be real. That's Every true. team in the West on any given night can beat you. No, that's that's absolutely true. So your schedule even never someone favorable. like Sacramento, even someone like Phoenix, especially if there's no LeBron. You exactly. know what I mean, I mean, with no LeBron, Phoenix can knock off L.A. right now. Devin Booker is the best player on that court when they go up and play. And I would argue DeAndre Ayton might be – actually, he's, DeAndre Ayton is the third. I, say, I would say the top three players on the court would be Booker, Kuzma, and then DeAndre Ayton if in a Suns-Phoenix game – or a Suns-Lakers game. Right now, those are the best three players? If the Suns and Lakers play each other, I think those are the top three players on the court. Who else on L.A.'s up on DeAndre Ayton's level – I don't think Brandon Ingram is. I don't think Lonzo mm. is. I don't think Harden. I know. I'm thinking maybe one of the other veteran guys like uh, like Lance or maybe Caldwell Pope. Those guys are Larry, more role players. Though. Larry You're Nance right. is in Cleveland now, though. No, I didn't say Larry Nance. No, they said Nance. Who's? It? I said Lance. Lance oh, Stevenson. Lance. Stevenson. Lance yeah. Stevenson. Banjo player. Yeah, he's definitely not on the level of DeAndre. I don't think so. No, probably not. All right, let's Lakers schedule coming up. They got Bulls, Thunder. Rockets, Warriors. <laughs> so there's three losses right there. They can beat oh, the Bulls. They're that not beating four. any of those three teams. They'll beat the Bulls. I think I think they can beat the Bulls. That's tomorrow. At seven thirty. Thunder, I think it's a loss. Rockets, I think it's a loss. Uh Warriors is a loss. Timberwolves, probably a loss. You know, honestly, we might we'll, do, we'll get into that. Suns. They do play game. they do play the Suns. Oh, I'm excited when. Uh Sunday the twenty seventh. Well, I'll be tuning into that one. We'll yeah. see. All right. We'll see what uh, Sixers, probably another loss. Clippers, uh, you're losing. You never know. Warriors again, that's probably another loss. Pacers, probably a loss. Celtics, probably a loss. Th- your their schedule is brutal, man. They're playing the top teams that have a chance at the championship without LeBron. Their schedule out. all the way until the, the All Star break. Their easiest games are against the Hawks. Which is on what Suns. day? When's the Hawks game? The uh, the twelfth. All right. When's the Suns game? 27th. So those other easiest games are spaced apart, to Bulls, say the least. Bulls, Suns, Hawks. And they're all spaced out like a week and a half in advance. Uh-huh. So Bulls, Suns, Hawks. That's that's the Lakers' three easiest games. Those are kind of the gimmies. And who knows if they even win those games, okay? For real. I mean, Trey Young can go off on any given But the night. rest of the schedule is brutal. I mean, you're facing championship contending teams. You got teams. Warriors twice. You have the Rockets. You have the Sixers twice. All championship caliber teams. Pacers, who are like third or fourth in the East right now. Celtics. Like 28 and 16 right now, the Pacers. I expect this Lakers slide to just get worse. Yeah, the sun in L.A. is going away, and it looks like a rainstorm. Prepare for the winter in L.A. Yeah. Brace yourselves. The tough (laughs) schedule is coming. The brutal schedule is coming. They're praying for LeBron to come back. Yeah, they better start being like calls for LeBron, please come back early, please. Yikes. Even with LeBron, I don't think they can get past half those I teams. don't know, man. That's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's not like to it, say. the future is we not have, bright we in will, L.A. We will revisit this at the All-Star break. See oh, we the definitely are at, will. Okay, all right. That is, a, that is a conversation for a future podcast. And also, though. not to mention, they're going to be playing a, boogie, a 
Boogie Golden State Warriors. Boogie's coming back on the 18th. Really? He is. Wow. So, okay. So they're going to have fun dealing with Wait, the Wait, January 18th? Yeah, the 18th of January. Oh, man. DeMarcus Cousins is That's making early. his debut. Against I don't think anybody Sacramento. expected him to come back that early. No, I don't, no one. It was all like April, March yeah. or April type yeah. talk. But, the, you know, there, that video did come out of DeMarcus Cousins dunking on Kevin Durant the other day, and I was like, Dang. he might be a lot way ahead of schedule on that torn Achilles. Yeah. Well, but, we'll have to talk about that, too. Two future segments. Two future segments. Boogie coming back in a couple weeks. And the LeBron and we'll see how far Lakers. the Lakers, the LeBrons, fall before the All-Star break. I'm excited to see how far they fall because Definitely. they're falling. Where did Tom Petty free <laughs> It's a free fall. <laughs> it's a free fall. <laughs> Awesome Tom Petty stuff. Coming anyway. up next, we're taking some picks. We're making some picks. The underdog picks. Stay with us. Welcome back into the pod. I got Mac in the studio with me. We are in the 88-1, the Berg Studios. Next segment we're doing right now, you just heard the intro music. We're doing, we're doing picks of the litter. And uh, these are our underdog picks in the next couple uh, week or so, week or weeks. It's games that we feel like the favored team is going to get knocked off. Mac, who you got first? All right, I'm kind of contradicting myself because at the end of the last segment that we had, I said there's no way... Or I said something along the lines where that's three straight losses when they play goal, when the Lakers play Oklahoma City, Houston, and Golden State. Oh, on picks of the litter, however, I have the Lakers. It, huh? I'm going against. I'm contradicting myself. I have the Lakers over the Rockets. I think the what Lakers. What day is this game? It is January 19th. So I okay. believe it is what this Friday or Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow's the 15th. It's a Monday. So yeah, either Friday or Saturday. This weekend. This weekend, Lakers over the Rockets. The young guys will be very inspired to go out against superstar James Harden. I don't know if Chris Paul is back yet or he's going to be back by that game. But they get to go up against James Harden. Who's just tearing it, tearing the league apart right now. He just broke Kobe's record for most consecutive 30-point games. So that's where James Harden's at right now in his season. But you think the Lakers still go get that win, huh? I just like sometimes, you know, the Lakers have that one shocking game every month where they just really come out and show you, like, and everyone, like, for, like, two or three days is, these young Lakers have so much grit, so much potential, all these young guys, da 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 you know how it is whenever L.A. Mac, who steps up for the Lakers in that game? Who steps up? Yeah. Big baller, Lonzo Ball, baby. Big baller, Brand? He's locking up. I know James Harden just missed, like, what was it, 16 or 17 consecutive threes last night or the other night. Lonzo Ball clamping James Harden the streak of 30 point of 17 consecutive or however many it is by the time they play. It's getting snapped on the 19th because Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball, I say he's a candidate for NBA all defensive team at this point in the season. Maybe second team. Maybe third team. We'll see. 
We'll have to see when the results come in. There's still a lot of season left. But anyway, my first pick, Lakers over the Rockets on the 19th. All righty, all righty. Let me, get, let me get your mind. On the 18th, the day before. Okay. The day before. And I'm going to go against my own home team. That hurts. I know it does. But you'll see why in a second. Okay. I'm picking the New Orleans Pelicans to go into Portland and upset. Ooh. And I think you know why. I mean, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. We did. Year. We did. Portland has nobody to guard. I AD. mean, not that anybody really in the league has anybody to guard AD. That is very but true. But Portland especially has nobody to guard AD. Especially. Who's going to guard AD? You got Nurkic? Too slow. He already got. Sh- you AD already you want to you 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 put Aminu on him? He doesn't got enough strength. Too small. He doesn't got enough strength. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can guard AD, and we saw what the Pelicans did to Portland and the last, Pelicans really have last Portland's year in number. the playoffs. They got their number. Nothing's changed. The Pelicans have lost a couple guys here and there, you know, like Rondo. But you got Miritich still. You got your unsung hero, who, like I said earlier in the show, just burned the Blazers last time they played. Exactly. He's been known to do that from time to time. Burn your and team. It's like I, nothing's changed to, for me, you know, in this matchup to make me think – the Blazers are gonna are gonna win this one. I think it'll be a good game. There always are pretty good games. But for at least do three I think? Do I quarters. think? I mean, Portland's playing well as of late, and you know they went into Denver last night and almost almost upset them. But you know, like you said, New Orleans has got the number of the Trailblazers. I feel that that's a pretty good pick, Miles. We'll keep your fingers crossed that Portland can pull the rabbit out of the hat and actually get the monkey so. off their back and I hope so. Beat this New Orleans team and somehow some way slow down Anthony Davis, which they have proven they can't do. No, absolutely not. Mac, who you got next? My next pick, and also you guys, I'm, before I say my next pick, tough week of games. Not a lot of very good pick of the litter candidates here, so we really had to really analyze these picks here. We had to get to the bottom of the barrel for this. Yes. Yeah. On the 20th, the day after the Lakers upset the Rockets. Okay. I have the Phoenix Suns, the worst team in the West, at 11 and like 30 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm excited to see the DeAndre Ayton, Carl Anthony Towns matchup. I think Ayton wins that one, by the way. I don't believe the Timberwolves really. I guess they do have someone that can defend Devin Booker now and, yeah, Derek and, Rose. Rob, and Robert Covington. Derek yep. Rose isn't DN up Devin Booker. Come on now. No, that's true. And so I think Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton show us a glimpse of what could be on a Kobe Shaq-like dynamic duo night. And that's why I have the Suns over Minnesota. Hopefully my record on Pixel Litter can increase. What am I? I guess we, we're not dropping that one episode that we had before Christmas break. So I'm currently sitting at 1-1 one and one on Picks of the Litter. And hopefully I can up that record before the loser has to... We, we got to figure something the, out. We'll figure something out. Face the cost of being a loser. I believe I'm 2-0, aren't I? You are 2-0. I'm 2-0. All right, my second pick. We're just doing two this week, by the way. Two each. So my second pick is on the 19th, the same day you're predicting the Lakers to beat the Rockets in Houston, by the way. I'm going to take your OKC Thunder over Philly in Philly. Is that really a pick of the litter, though? I already think OKC is a better team than Philly. No, that's not the point. That's not the point. Philly's favor is my point. Philly's favored. Philly's in that favored. Game? Yeah, that's disrespectful. Right, right. But and the big thing to me comes down to Paul George is just too good. Too good, and also we talked about it in the last episode. Is that Philadelphia against top ranked teams was what four and ten or something against teams with playoff records? So they do play better at home, but in this case, to me, who is going to guard Paul George? Who's going to guard Russell Westbrook? 
for Philly. You know what I mean? You can't. And then if you do try to guard them, Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant have had such amazing seasons thus far, and they've been really killing it as second-tier scoring to put, options. Are you going to try to put Ben Simmons on Russ? Good luck with that. Russ is going to go right by him. He's too fast for Ben Simmons, honestly. PG-13 is playing in his own pace. He's playing in his own space. He's in his own realm right He's now in, his own in the realm. basketball world. You want to put somebody like Jimmy on him. Okay, yeah, maybe somebody like Jimmy can guard him, but PG-13, is, he's one of those guys that doesn't matter how good the defense is, he'll still hit a tough he's shot He's still getting you. his at the end of the day. Exactly, and it doesn't matter how good the defense is against him, you might be able to hold him to, like, 18, but that's still 18. That's still 18 points. And, you know, honestly, at this rate, Paul George is really coming into his own as a super. He's kind of making that leap from all star, like just slightly above all star caliber player to he's that superstar player. To like, as you were just saying, the difference between great players and superstar players is is you know their moves, and there's it doesn't matter what you do, they're still going to knock down that shot. That's what a mm-hmm. superstar does. An all star player, you know their moves, and there's not they might have an off night. And Paul George. Every night he's bringing it just about. And he's putting Absolutely. It. Same with Russell Westbrook. Same with all the superstars. You look at. Even he's, on their off nights, they're yeah. still putting up crazy numbers. They're still hitting he's those shots. He's proven to be almost unguardable. At this really. point. It, really? And, and can you could you say that a couple seasons ago, like when he was in Indiana? No. no. Not really. He was guardable in Indiana. He had some off nights. He's made exactly. so many. He's made such a stride over these past like four years as a player. It's like a night and day difference. And you can just tell just by watching him. He's put in so much time this past summer. I don't know if when you saw his Instagram post when he re-signed with OKC, the unfinished business. Yeah, you could say you could see that he really meant that he that Utah playoff loss really really affected him, really hurt him deep down, and you can see they're coming for heads this season. For that reason alone, right there, I there think Russ go. is going to be too good. I think PG thirteen is too good, and I think that is why OKC goes into Philly on the nineteenth and upsets them. I'm excited to watch that game. You gonna catch I'm, that one? Oh, I'm definitely catching that one. Good, I okay. love the Philly OKC games. I, yeah, Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid got into it last season. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nice. So nice. there's a little bit of a rift, and you know, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook loves to hold grudges. He doesn't definitely. forget. I'm excited to see that Embiid uh, Stephen Stephen Adams matchup as oh, well. I'm very excited because you know, and then Steve, Jimmy Jimmy and PG. This is a star-studded contest. This is a great contest. So excited to watch. I love the pick, by the way, Miles. Whenever you pick. Oh, My wonderful like thunder. I know you like it. I love it. So there, those you guys are uns are not unsung here. Picks of the litter: Lakers over the Rockets, Suns over the Timberwolves. I got New Orleans over Portland. As much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> and uh, your your thunder over Philly. There you go. There you guys go. We will Our revisit picks the these picks next week. Next and, week. Uh, to close out the show, we're talking uh, some rumors. Stay with us. All right. If you follow the NBA, you know there's been some rumors, some headlines being made by current Philadelphia 76er Jimmy Butler in an interview saying he would love to team up with fellow NBA superstar and current Toronto Raptor Kawhi Leonard in L.A. We're not talking the L.A. Lakers. He wants to team up with them as a Clipper, the Los Angeles Clippers. How many players do you hear coming out saying, I want to play for the Clippers? You don't hear anyone. No one wants <laughs> to play for the Clippers. That. It's just <laughs> The like, Clippers are the afterthought of the LA market right now. Literally the okay. afterthought. Like if you're a Harry Potter fan, I'm, I'm rereading the Harry Potter books currently. Okay. So you have Dudley, Harry's stepbrother, uh-huh. or his cousin. And then you have Harry Potter. 
The Clippers are the, the Clippers Harry- are the Dudley. No, the Dudleys are Aunt Petunia and his uncle's kid. So they like he's oh, okay. super favorite. He's super. Spoiled. Oh, I thought you meant the kid. The kid. I thought you meant the kid. Yeah, Dudley is um, Harry's aunt and uncle's kid. Right. And then Harry just looked at it as an afterthought. So oh, you mean like, the other way around? Okay, I got you. I so got you. It's almost like the because Clippers. Because in the, the realm Potter. of Hogwarts, Harry is. Oh, the we're talking Lakers. in the Muggle world. Oh, the Muggle world. The Muggle okay, world. Okay. In the Muggle world, you're right. Dudley is is the Lakers. Yeah, Dudley's the Lakers. And Harry is the kid you lock under the stairwell Harry, in the closet. Exactly. <laughs> and he's the he, Clippers. Yeah, that's that's what the Clippers are in the basketball realm. Ain't that crazy? You flip it over to the Hogwarts world, and you know Dudley's the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. that is true. Good. At, Good analysis right there. Good analysis, yeah, yeah. Back, However, back to the point, though. Back to the point of the possibility of Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard teaming up in L.A. as members of the Clippers. Mac, how valid do you think this is? You know, I think uh, it's what's very, the likelihood you think this happens? I give it a 5% chance just because I think— Five? That low? That low. I think Kawhi Leonard is pulling a Paul George. I really do believe he's staying in Toronto. I mean, he's built something— as, as you see, the number one seed in the East, Toronto looks almost unbeatable on most nights. Just almost unbeatable. Are they, they still put, the one seed? I think Milwaukee the, actually took them over. No, they, um, Toronto just beat Milwaukee last night oh, nice. or the okay. other night. Yeah. So. Either way, they're high up. Uh, they're high up there. They're in the They're, they're in the one, first, two, whatever. Yeah, one, two. Pretty much the same thing. It's neck and neck up there. Yeah. And I see Kawhi Leonard being comfortable up in Toronto, hanging out with Drake and such. I see him being comfortable on the East where, you know, the the West is such a dogfight just to get to the playoffs. You're going up against top-notch talent every night. Why would you not just want to stay in the East, be the one seed every year for however long you have left he, to play? He can take the LeBron, you know, you know, easy, you know, let, you know, sit back and enjoy the ride to the finals, East Coast trip every year. Exactly. Just chill out in the East. You don't have to deal with the top-notch competition. It's a lot easier schedule, a lot easier on the body. And on top of that, Toronto has a very, very – talented roster they're so deep absolutely at all positions they have a fellow they have a fellow number two star in kyle lowry mm-hmm. i think who has Who's leading the league in assist actually leading the league in assist actually russell westbrook is doing that right nah, now i think i think lowry's right there with him then he's right he's number two kyle lowry number two? Oh, yeah okay. the stats just came out they come out at the um, start of every monday okay, on my yeah, facebook yeah. Oh, okay you follow you follow the west yeah. stats you, you follow so the westbrook stats kyle lowry right, is the My number mistake. number two leader in assists on the year. He is a great player, great defensively, great three point shooter. He was really like what Kawhi Leonard needs. He's not a Tony Parker. He needs a distributor, three point shooting, floor stretching point guard. And that's exactly what Kyle Lowry is. Danny Green, yeah, another say, great about Danny Green. three and D player on him. And then we talk about Siakam, their power forward slash small forward, like combo. You got Valanchunas. You got uh, Ibaka. Ibaka. So many players. Van they're Fleet. So, they're literally like eight guys deep. They're like probably oh, yeah. the second. I would argue that they're the second deepest team behind Boston in the entire NBA. I think Kawhi Leonard is happy in Toronto. I think he loves it out there. I think it just looks like when you watch him play basketball, he's having fun. Did you, I don't know if you saw the little interview of him after the game. This is a very rare Kawhi moment, by the way. Mm-hmm. So a teammate, so he's wearing a beanie and he's having like an inter- post game interview with reporters, and and like a teammate who wasn't on camera, so I couldn't tell you. It was just like an off camera teammate. It was a comment. He was like, "I like that beanie." He's like said something along the lines of like, "I like that beanie, Kawhi. Is that Burberry?" And he just looked at him laughing and smiling, which you never see Kawhi Leonard laugh or smile anyways, right? No, you right? really don't. No. And he says, "Nah, this ain't Burberry. This is this is Carhartt." He said something like that, like some like lower 
and Brand. But like he seems he, to be having a good time. But he was laughing, point. smiling yeah. at the comment, you know, okay. messing with his teammate. You know, that's just something you've never seen out of Kawhi in the past. I think mm-hmm. he's built a lot of camaraderie out in Toronto. He's had a he's had a good time. He's playing some of the best basketball of his entire career I agree, thus far. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's going to stay. I don't think the Clippers can really woo him. I mean, even if they do sign Kawhi Leonard, they're going to lose a lot of the depth that exactly. they currently have. And I think Kawhi Leonard can stay and put. They, he can keep the depth he has. He can keep the comfort. I think he's comfortable up in Toronto. I think he knows that in Toronto, he has a chance. He has a pretty high chance of ups, knocking off Golden State in a finals match. Like at least it's going to six or seven. Like it, it can be competitive, and he likes to be number one seed in the East. That's tough to leave. That's it tough is. to leave. That's tough. And on top of that, Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard, in my eyes, they play so similar to each other. They both need the ball in their hands. They both don't really pass a lot. And I think that could really create problems, especially with Jimmy Butler being the type of person he is, very confrontational, getting up in your face, very vocal about what he wants. Or Kawhi Leonard's more mm-hmm. chill. He's more of a laid back kind and of And you saw what happened in San Antonio when they were getting vocal about him and being kind of confrontational with him. What happened? He Deuced him. He wanted out and got out. Exactly. And Jimmy Butler is a I poison. do agree with you there. Jimmy Butler is a very demanding kind of yeah, person. He's, He's a little bit too bougie of an NBA player. He uh, expects a lot from his teammates, and and, and not just too much not from to say that teammates. Kawhi couldn't live up to his expectations, but it's a very demanding kind of personality. Exactly, it like, seems to be. And the fact that Jimmy Butler, like he needs the ball in his hands, like you, he's complaining about the Philadelphia offense with the co- with Brett Brown currently about how that he wants to run more isolation pick and rolls this or that, and you complain about the offense instead of it just being free flowing. And all right. of a sudden that. So even if you're winning with Jimmy Butler, he still can't find a way to be happy. And that, at the end of the day, it's all about winning. You should be happy about I mean, yeah, we talked about it la- last episode, um, him being maybe a cancer, you know. He is. A, he's he's just... a certified cancer. <laughs> certified. He's not a, he's not a uh, benign, huh? I mean, when you're, he's, on a, he's when, malignant. You're, when you're on a team, when you're on a team, the Philadelphia 76ers, who also as well as Toronto have a shot at making the finals or at least making an Eastern Conference Absolutely. finals run. And you're talking about next offseason, next season, you want to team up with Kawhi Leonard. How about you focus on getting to the playoffs right now and figuring out your offense and your Here's role the thing, you the gotta take it. You got to take it in context. Uh, whoever the reporter that asked, asked him, basically, if he would like to play with Kawhi. I mean, anyone want to play with Kawhi Leonard. Sure, yeah. So it's, the same, it's the same thing like LeBron says. He's like, oh, I would play with any of these guys. You know what I mean? I feel that means tampering. That is very true, very true. But yeah, I was. If I'm a superstar, I think Jimmy Butler is the last player. I, I kind of agree with you. There. I think Jimmy Butler. I think there's more of a probability of Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving teaming up, maybe in like New York or LA. I could see that actually. I yeah. could, I think they're more like. I don't. I just feel like their personalities. They can get along a lot better yeah. than Jimmy Butler and Kawhi. Where Kawhi yeah. is more chill. He's not as, as confrontational. Where Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler, you both see. They both really want to win, both super competitive, and I think they could like feed off of each other with that. But Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler, I give that a 5% chance. I'm calling the Kyrie Irving-Jimmy Butler team up a 40, like a 40% chance, 50% chance, just because I don't know right. where Kyrie's heart lies. I think if Kyrie— they're both, they're both in expiring contracts, too. So That is very true. So, yeah, I, I don't I, see it. I, I, I kind of got to disagree with you and over the in the fact that I think it's going to be— I think it's a little more likely than 5%. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I also agree with you the fact that I think it's more likely Jimmy and Kyrie go to New York or wherever. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see But I think it's a little more than 5% is my point. I understand. I respect your opinion. Where would you put it at? Where would you put it at? I put it, I put it around like 20 to 25. 
20 to 25. Yeah, I w- yeah. I'm, it's not high that Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't, I don't think it is either. Uh, but it, it is interesting that, you know, he, he says it out in the public, like to the media, you know, I would love to play with Kawhi in L.A. I just don't see that. Does that start some conversations with them or whatever? Has Jimmy already had those conversations with someone like Kawhi? Only Jimmy and Kawhi would know that. Exactly. Sorry, not Kawhi, but Kyrie. Did I did I say Kawhi? I meant to say Kyrie. Has you know like what players are talking, and and what are they you know planning? You know, we just don't know until they sign on the dotted line. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I just I just don't see honestly Kawhi leaving for the Clippers after this season he's had in Toronto. This season. Toronto's currently having, and just after that video of Kawhi laughing and smiling with a teammate over like a over a beanie comment, that's just something you don't really see Kawhi do. And the fact that you even saw Kawhi smile, because you know you see all the memes where right. they make fun of Kawhi Leonard never smiling, and he actually smiled at a teammate's comment. Right. That's showing you something right there. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely earned the respect of his teammates. Shows how in the way they play. Exactly, they let him run the offense. So. Exactly. Well, with that being said, I think that wraps up the Clippers landing Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler. I don't think they're. I think they have a more of a likelihood of landing Jimmy Butler or Kyrie. I don't think they're think landing so Kawhi. Too. I think so too. And that's, that's gonna all wrap I have up to say. the show. Actually, that was our final segment. Thank you for joining us today on the third installment of the Mac and Miles Show. We will be back soon, probably sometime next week. We're uh, hitting some production hicks or you know hitches right now. Hiccups. So. Hiccups. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we can get those squared away soon. But uh, we will be back soon. Thank Until you next for time, guys. In. You've been listening to the Mac and Miles show. See you guys later.